Welcome to another episode of Into Your Life podcast with Natalie and myself, Lenka. In Into Your Life podcast, we discuss anything and everything related to finding more life in one's life. That means that we bring guests and discuss topics that explore ways of leaning more into one's life, finding ways that we can build better businesses, market them in a better way, but most importantly, to have more life, to lean more into life, to put our life first. Lenka, it has been a while since we've talked books. Now, I know we've been in summer and you and I have mentioned in previous episodes that sometimes when it's hot, we're not so reading. You've you've had things going on in your personal life, so the, the timing to read. I've been really tired with the weather, but we have still managed to read. So let's have a little discussion on what we are reading at the moment and update our listeners with our book choices. So I'll start with kind of an overview of the books that I've been reading and we can then see, you know, what resonates, what doesn't resonate, which one we want to go a little bit further into. So the first one is Waking the Tiger about healing trauma from Peter A. Levine which continues with my desire to really understand emotions and human psychology, human neurology, and especially how trauma gets embedded in the body and how really mental health is not just mental, it's physical and how it's all connected. So that's my ongoing theme in books. There always will be something trauma related. Sometimes I feel really kind of this kind of really weird to be so fascinated by trauma but I find it so interesting just to learn more about myself learn more about the world learn more how we can support and help each other and be more aware of how and what might be triggering and challenging for people in our lives the other book is slightly lighter um, previously I said I'm not the one into too much of a light reading lately so it's slightly lighter it's the clever gut diet how to revolutionize your body from the inside out by dr michael mostly and that continues with my desire to understand again how the human body works specifically looking at the gut and the digestive system and hormones and how it all plays in a role in our health and well-being and then the last book last physical book because then a separate chapter is my audiobook listening, but I kind of separate those two. They're slightly different things for me. But when it comes to books, the last one is more of a pleasure reading. It's The Hidden Life of Trees, What Do They Feel, How They Communicate, The Discoveries from a Secret World from a German biologist, Peter Olwenden. I don't want to pronounce his name. If he's German, so Voleben, Voleben. It's the hidden life of trees. So these are the books I'm currently reading as a physical book. But because I had a little bit more time driving around this month, I also had time to progress on some of my audiobook listening, and I ended up listening to two, I would say, autobiographies, maybe 
One was Can't Hurt Me from David Goggins, which was at points a little bit too much. He is a lot to handle. But at the same time, his lessons about the mindset and how he works with his mind were incredible. And the final chapter on stretching and how he healed himself through stretching was mind-blowing. And then again in the theme of mindset and healing, I'm listening to Iceman Speaks from Wim Hof about the way he figured out and find a way to really use cold and ice showers and breathing techniques and meditation to completely transform his life, transform his body, and really shake up the world of medicine and the science to show that what we believe for years is inaccessible by conscious thought that's automatic in the body that not only he can do it, but he can quite quickly teach other people how to do it. So as you can see, always an underlying theme. But I think they're quite interesting spread of books. So how about you, Natalie? What is it that you've been reading lately? And what can we dive a little bit more into to give our listeners a little bit more specific insight? First of all, I want to say I also listened to the book by David Goggins, You Can't Hurt Me, a good couple of years ago. Yeah, very fascinating person but definitely not recommended. What he does is seriously not recommended for the the average person. And there were times when I was like, oh, man, you know, just use your brain. But really interesting book to read. And, and as you said in that last chapter where he healed himself with stretching and started to realize that you can push your body so far, but you also need to heal it allow it to heal uh so david david goggins was was very much um what multi try what is these mega marathons you know 100 milers in ridiculous settings one thing i found very interesting is that he was a seal a navy seal but he very much wasn't didn't have a seal mentality he was very good at running these these ultra marathons. That's what they're called, these ultra marathons. But yet he wasn't very much a team player. And I found that when you read his book, it, it's quite interesting to see that. it's He made the seals because I think for him it was the physical challenge of getting through it. But he didn't incorporate that team, rely on that team, which is so important for seals. And he does, he, he admits that himself. So, yeah, they're a very good book to read, well worth reading it or listening to it. Um, it's, it is interesting. Um, so, yeah, I've read that book a, a while back. One book that I have just recently finished was Wild, A Journey from Lost to Found by Cheryl Strayed. I started to read it because I'm wanting to delve into people's journeys or see what so not so much autobiographies, but more sort of a time in their life or some some challenge that they've achieved. And this book was recommended to me. I am a little bit on the fence about this book. I found some of it was, do you really want to be admitting that in a book? <laughs> um, I found 
bits that I didn't quite agree with brought my judgment out, but I did enjoy the ending. You know, I'm really glad that she achieved what she was going to achieve. She, I don't know, I mean, most of our audience have most probably heard of Wild. It was made into a movie with Reese Witherspoon, and it's about this woman who walks the, the Pacific Crest Trail. And I just... I found the journey very interesting and wow, to do that, amazing, such a fantastic achievement. But a lot of what I wasn't 100% agreeing with was the the mentality, the, the way that she explained things. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure 100% what it was that, that got to me. And I did find that a bit of judgment came out. But I persevered with the book and I was glad to get to the end. And I found the ending really great. I thought the ending was sort of, that made reading the book worthwhile. But there were bits that I just thought, mm, do I really want to carry on with this? I'm very much used to read a lot of mountain climbing books uh, of, of experiences. And I, and it's definitely very different walking a trail than climbing a mountain like Everest or K2. So I'm going back to my roots of reading books on mountain climbing. So that's one book that I have finished recently and it is worth reading. Definitely. It is something that, um, you know, if you want to find out about a challenge or how somebody's got through a challenge, it's great. But for me, it was 100% not my cup of tea. And I will actually look at the movie because I think that might give me a different perspective. Another book that I started to read is called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And this has recently been published. It's He wrote the book and... He and then it was in published in I think 2020 or 2019, and they specifically didn't publish it because they found that it would be too controversial. Because uh, it talks, you know, it's outwitting the devil. It's supposed to be a communication between Napoleon Hill and talking to the devil, and it's about um, how you can come out of having lost your courage or lose your lost your motivation I haven't read a lot of it because I then got involved in another book but I'm looking forward to reading this because I do like Napoleon Hill's books and for me it's when they say well we didn't publish it for 70 years because it's controversial I'm like then I gotta read it so I think and it has been highly recommended by quite a few people and what I have read so far is I found really interesting but I had another I got attracted to another shiny object in another book which was resilience from the heart by by greg braden and one of the reasons i started to read this is i've been thinking and talking a lot about resilience and i'm wanting to learn more about resilience and understand resilience more because it has such a connection to confidence but also right now in the way the world is at the moment, it is important to have resilience. So Greg Braden, I got introduced to him through his YouTube channel and through he's a, um, a 
physicist, a scientist. Uh, I think he worked for NASA for a long time, but he's also very much in the woo-woo field and he gives a lot of talks around the, the woo-woo stuff. And I'm slowly learning about him. I'm getting involved in, in what he talks about and some of it I'm like, huh? And some of it is like, yeah, that makes sense. So this book was recommended to me as, as one to read and I'm finding it a really great book. It's given me a lot of things to think about, but it is about living our lives from the heart, having resilience from the heart and finding a way to connect with our hearts. And I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is this podcast is into your life. Part of that is the heart. It's bring the heart back in. We're very much thinkers, and especially you and you, you and I, um, Lenka, we're introverts, we thinkers. It's like think, 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 analyze, you know, think about it, pros and cons, and make your lists and, and think about it and understand it and break it down. And he's just here, but just follow the heart. I'm like, uh-oh, how do you do that? And one thing that you'll find interesting, Lenka, is he talks about the brain of the heart. And he says there is a brain in the heart. And when they've looked at hearts and everything, there is that that brain. And I'm like, this is really interesting because you and I are, you know, big into neuroscience. We love how does the brain work. And there's a brain in the heart. And one thing he says is the heart can live on. You can take a heart out of one person and put it in somebody else and it can stop pumping again. The brain doesn't do that. So is it the brain that gives life or is it the heart that gives life? So I find, I'm finding this book a really good book. I'm only I'm about halfway through or three quarters, or just under halfway through. And I'm loving this book. It, it's some places are quite heavy and I'm managing maybe two pages a night. So it's quite heavy and I'm tired. But I do really love this book, and it's probably going to be a book that I'll reread over and over to really start to understand it. So this is my my reading at this particular moment that I'm reading as much as I can. And then a book that I've dipped into a little bit is a book called Moving Mountains, Discover the Mountain in You. And it's by Julia Miles Lewis. And this is more towards... I would put it down more as like a business book. There's there's an accountability held in that as well, is that it's you've got to write what you've learned from the chapter. You, know, you, you got to. She suggests that you do it. She gives you questions to answer. So it is almost a journaling as you read the book. So it it's, is a way to find your goals, to find your purpose, to find what it is that you are wanting from your business or from your life. So it is a, it's a fairly light book to read, but there's homework. Who wants homework after reading a chapter? But I find that this is going to be a, an interesting book. And I've put it in my head as more towards businessy type book, as opposed to relaxing or just a personal development type book. And I'm listening to two audiobooks at the moment. I'm, again, trying to go into more autobiographies, trying to understand people or trying to find out 
who can inspire me, finding that inspiration or finding that what have people achieved to, to almost counterbalance all the, the negativity that we bombarded with at the moment. And one of them is a book called An Officer, Not a Gentleman by Mandy Hickson. She was a pilot in the Air Force and British Air Force. And it's just interesting how her perceptions of, of what she went through, it's, you know, you've got to act like a lady, but don't be too ladyish, you know, be more manly in a way, but don't be too ladyish. But in the mess, you've got to, ladies, officers and lady officers are only allowed half pints and not allowed to have a whole pint. And, and then she's, being a little bit too feminine or then it's like, no, you've got to be butch, but don't have a whole pint. You've got to have a half pint. And just the, the, the inconsistency, almost the sexism that, that is in the air for in the military uh, on its own. And um, it's interesting how she's overcome that. I mean, she, she's fought, fought a couple of flown, a couple of operations in, in Afghanistan and, and Iran and, you know, you don't get to that level by being like a pipsqueak or a nitwit or anything else. But being a woman to that level, you have to fight more than just the battles that men have to go through. It's almost twice as hard to get to that level. So I'm really looking forward to to finishing the story. Again, it's um, fairly near the beginning. And it's it's a, a book that I'm wanting to to listen to because it'd be I'm ex-Navy wife and I you know have been introduced to the way the military is and I'm always fascinated in how the military works but if you get to a level like that as a woman it's kudos to you and then my book that I'm listening to now is and don't laugh at this this for me is just pure pleasure it's an autobiography of Catherine Janeway. Now, I don't know if you know who Catherine Janeway is, but she is the captain of the USS Voyager start from Star Trek. <laughs> so she is a fictional character. <laughs> but I love Star Trek. I love the lessons that Star Trek has taught us. And my favorite Star Trek is Voyager a woman captain, what can I say, lost in the Delta Quadrant and took seven years to find her way home and how she deals with the crew and everything else. And then they came out with a book. So it's actually written by Una McCormack, the autobiography of Catherine Janeway. I thought, I, I got to listen to this. She's my favorite captain. Just because she's a fictional character doesn't mean that we can't learn from it, that we can't get any knowledge so for me that's a lot of fun and I've watched Star Trek or especially Voyager so many times and it's just nice to see where she's come from and the best thing is they have the actress reading it Kate Mulgrew is the actress who acted as uh, Catherine Janeway and she's reading the autobiography so it's like a real person Let's pretend she's a real person. Of course she's real. Star Trek is real. <laughs> it has to be. But yeah, so that that to me, I'm I'm halfway through that and I'm really enjoying that. It's a lot of fun. 
it's lighthearted, but it's also it ticks my box of of an autobiography and how people cope with challenges and cope with you know what they do when in when situations crop up. And I know that with Voyager, the biggest um, challenge was getting seventy thousand miles away from home, light years away from home. And being lost in the Delta Quadrant and having to to find their way home. So, those are what I am currently consumed with at the moment. I'm surprised that I've even got time to do anything else by the amount of books that I've got. But this is the nice thing: is we pick up a book, put it down, pick it up again, maybe a couple of weeks later. So, but my two main ones at the moment is Resilience from the Heart and the Autobiography of Captain Captain Catherine Janeway. I love that there's always a mixture of books, but also a theme or a development that you read a book that inspires you to then look for another book. Or for me, I then have a conversation with someone about the book and like, oh, if you love this book, well, how about, you know, I've read this one. It's similar from different perspectives. So go ahead and read that one. And that's how I got into reading The Waking the Tiger, Healing Trauma. I was talking with quite a few people about all the trauma-related books that I've been reading and also complaining that some of them are really, really, really heavy and not necessarily hard to read, but hard to digest and process. And really, sometimes the information is like quite depressing. So then someone recommended this book to be like, well, actually, it's a lot more easy, more storytelling. And there's some interesting practical exercises that... Again, you said you don't like homework. I kind of like when a book gives me, you know, something like put me aside and do this, especially with the trauma related stuff. It's related to your body. So it then tells you to meditate, to visualize, to journal. And I'm like, I'm there for it, which also means that, yeah, sometimes I read two, three pages, hit an exercise, spend 15 minutes doing exercise. That's my reading time over. But it's it's a wonderful and the same, the way we were talking about the resilience of the heart, the fascination by the second brain that we have, the, the heart brain. There's a similar thing that I've learned from the Clever Guts Diet that explains that actually our stomach, that's something that's kind of new from neuroscience, but really looking even deeper into it, how much of the neurons and neuroactivity we have around our stomach and how lots of medical students might really want to be a neurosurgeon you know be interested in the heart and the brain and the muscles and how for a really long time like the gut has been overlooked and has been seen as just this mechanical machine that kind of like releases some juices there is some mechanical movement and you're done you're digesting goodbye but how it really regulates so much of our day-to-day lives how much it influences how we feel, what we think, what comes up. And obviously it looks at how food is digested and why different foods are better for you or different ways of eating are better for you. But for me, again, just learning how smart the gut is, how much of the neural activity is there. So that's why it's often being said that it's the brain of our in our gut that we definitely have a second or during our conversation we found out third and we actually have three brains, the big blob in our head, but obviously our heart and our stomach are two organs that actually do have so much neuroactivity that they could be considered kind of mini brains on their own. So that's so interesting, isn't it? 
Well, you talk about the gut. I mean, the gut's always been known sort of as the second brain as well as, you know, you go by your gut instinct. Your gut tells you to do this. I didn't follow my gut. How many times have we heard or even said it ourselves? Oh, my gut just didn't sit right with my gut or oh, I should have listened to my gut or, you know, that that instinct, that gut feeling. And I think this is where the the it's become known as the second brain. And some people even say it's the first brain because that is where everything happens, everything is. And it's really wonderful that the gut is becoming much more talked about, much more understood and the power of the gut and how important it is that we look after it and that we give feed it the right nutrients and enable it. Because when we're unhealthy, which comes from our gut, it affects our brains, it affects our heart, it affects everything. So I've always secretly just thought that the gut was the the sort of the power center or the, the real brain and everything else just fed off it. But it is, it is fascinating. The gut is fascinating. And I, I do love how you say that, you know, reading these trauma books can be quite heavy. It's a heavy topic. They don't make comedies out of trauma. It's a heavy topic. So no wonder they're a bit heavy. But it, trauma is 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 fascinating. It's really interesting because we carry trauma from, from as far back as the way we were conceived, right, even to how our parents were conceived and, and all this. We carry it in us. And trauma is is a huge topic. But it's not light. It's not a light topic. Definitely not a light topic, but it's something that's relevant for all of us because no matter how our lives have turned out, there always is something that doesn't have to be the big T trauma, like the really big scary things that you hear in the news about. But it's the day-to-day treatment by your parents, by your peers, by the society, by yourself that can create this trauma, this traumatic reaction. And I love how really this book then goes into a little bit of comparison with animals and seeing how then when they are faced with trauma and they go into the freeze state, when they're playing that they're frozen, how as they come out of it, they kind of shake it off, they have a physiological reaction, and then they're good, they move on. And how our incredibly smart brains kind of stop us from doing that, either the traumatic reaction on its own, or we just don't know how to really shake it off, that it stays inside and keeps you know, festering and keeps growing or keep suppressing it, and we don't know how to deal with that. So it is definitely something that I think the more we learn about it, the more we talk about it, the better and healthier and happier we all can be. So even though it is a heavy, challenging topic, I see the beauty and the potential and the really the light of these topics that it's so helpful for myself, for my friends and family and everyone and for anyone else, the more we know about it, the more we really understand how it works, the better, happier, healthier we all can be. So I think that we have some serious reading to do because we're halfway through all these books. But one thing I'd love 
to know is what is our audience reading? What books do they recommend? What authors do they recommend? Why are they reading the books that they're reading? What inspires them to read them? So do share in the comments. Share what you're reading at the moment. Give, give us any suggestions on, on what we could be reading. And just share what books you enjoy reading, why you enjoy them. And until next time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to comment, like, and share with your friends so we get more wonderful people listening into our random conversations.